your MasterCard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. MasterCard.com.au Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to fall the rug. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational Qantas Wallabies. One team, 2011. Test tickets on sale now at Ticketech.com. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires. Yes, hello and good morning. Welcome to The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show at the pointy end of the Super Rugby season. Uh, the penultimate round. Next week we will know who is where becoming clearer uh, by the minute. Uh, just before I even uh, speak to Timmy Horan and, and Matt Burke, I will just give you some scores from across the weekend. The Chiefs and the Hurricanes, 18 all. The Brumbies, 32. Uh, played well. That's going to be difficult for the Tars next week. Brumbies, 32 over the Rebels, 17. The Crusaders, 23. The Blues, 16. The Waratahs, 33 over the Highlanders, 7. The Force and the Reds, a little bit too close for comfort for the Reds last night in Perth, where Tim Horan was. 24-21, the Reds got up. And the Lions and the Sharks, 30 all. Good morning, men. Morning, Tony. Morning, Tony. Tony. Yeah, good to be here. How are you feeling back after from, your little red, red eye? <laughs> my red eye back from Perth. Geez, I'm committed to our listeners, aren't I? All the way back from uh, the Reds versus the Force in Perth. How's and, that uh, couch, mate, by the way? The oh, very good. good. <laughs> Was the it a couch, couch asleep for you this morning? How, how many hours did you get? Uh, about two hours, uh, yeah, two hours sleep. So all the way back from Perth, a couple mm-hmm. of hours uh, here in Triple M, yeah. and uh, just all ready for our listeners to get all the all the results and all the uh, the happenings in the next hour or so. All right, there's so much going on. Here's a question without notice for you. Two draws. In the NRL, of course, there's been a talk this week about the golden point. Mm. Uh, and, you know, last week, because the Dragons played a golden point, and they still ended up in a draw. I love a draw. I think a draw can be an absolutely fitting result after blokes run around for, you know, their 80 minutes. And I, I like to see the entire crowd leave disappointed. <laughs> I think that is a terrific idea. The, the, the police the police enjoy it afterwards because they reckon violence goes up after that. You know, yes. the, the break-ins come up. Um, it's one of those ones, you're right, it's, it's, a, it's a frustration of, of, a, of a predicament that you're in. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, to see what was last night, 30 all-lines yeah. and, uh, and sharks. sharks. I mean, that, that was a, an epic game. That yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. You know, the, the ball went from end to end. There was tries being scored. It was a great game. Yeah, well, if people haven't seen that game, hopefully they've recorded it. The uh, the Sharks came back. They were, they were down 30-16 to 16 at half time and came back. And John Smith, great great game. But, yeah, certainly the draw, maybe five minutes each way and then that's it. But the hardest thing is is the, the, the amount of games that are played in New Zealand, then Australia, then South Africa. So they, they're virtually back-to-back. Something like yesterday, there was five games back-to-back. So, you know, if the, if the draws come about, you wouldn't want any more than five minutes each way. Otherwise, so it's all uh, TV, mate, is it? Is that what it is? is that what it's, run, it's right. Well, it's run. You have a game in New Zealand, then you have a one or two games. You might have a game in um, Auckland, then you have a game in Brisbane, then you have a game in Perth, then you have a game in Johannesburg, and then in Durban. So they're back-to-back. So difficult to fit sort of too much time in. But I think certainly five minutes each way, um, and then you decide. Isn't that a bizarre idea that television would run sport in some (laughs) shape, way, or form? What they could do, like George Gregan played in Japan for three or four years. He was saying it was a final. They played extra time, Mm. and then they tossed a coin to see who was the winner. (laughs) It wasn't even extra time. They didn't get to extra time. They just just pulled the the straw. They tossed a coin. Yep. Why did they, they bother playing at all? Why don't they just turn up at a pub, get a coin out <laughs> yes. and say, here you go, you are the champions. You want rugby? Listen to The Ruck. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Miserable day in Sydney. Timmy, uh, is it bucketing down in Brisbane? 
Yeah, it's a bit miserable up here in Brisbane, but mm. um, not after the Reds' performance. Uh, certainly, uh, I'm sure the, the Waratahs are happy as well after their uh, great win against the Highlanders. So well, they uh, needed it, didn't they? They had to do it, and they did. They got the bonus point win. I, I, during the week, I, I noted, Matt, that you wrote uh, in your incredibly readable column uh, that... <laughs> you, you, you didn't fall asleep? No, I didn't fall no. asleep. No, no, I was uh, very excited to read it. <laughs> and, and you mentioned... Kurtley Beale and how good he is going and that, in fact, the other Waratahs had to kind of lift to that level mm. and, and just throw something at the game when they turn up. Uh, he, again, was outstanding last night, wasn't he? He's, he's, got, that, uh, he's got that untouchable about him. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and if it's a case of... And you see it across, uh, I think, all the provinces at the moment. And you look at someone like uh, Quake Cooper, even James O'Connor, for example. Yep. You know, these guys, that they, they have a go. And, and if they, they, they do fail or they do make a mistake, it's like, oh, well, you know, water for ducks back. I'll go at you again. Yep. And next time you won't get me. Uh, you know, the, the, the tries that he scored last night, and well, he set up last night. And we are talking about it a little bit earlier um, off air. It's up that last second before he makes that kick. Yeah. Everything seems to slow down, yeah. and he just sort of goes, will I go left? I'll go right. No, no, I might just put it on the top. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Oh, there's some space there. I'll put it there. And that's going at 100 mile an hour. Yeah. Carter yeah. picks up the ball and scores the trial. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sign of a good player, isn't it, when you've got time. and it looks Well, it looks like they've got more time than everyone else. Correct, yes. It, he's going to be a massive loss for the Waratahs going to the Huge. Rebels, the Melbourne Rebels next year. And I, and I thought I was surprised that and maybe I could be wrong because James O'Connor still hasn't decided where he's going, but he's told everyone else apart from the Waratahs of the Force where he's going. So I'd be surprised that the Waratahs didn't put a, uh, a massive offer in for James O'Connor because um, Beal's going to be a, a very big loss for the Waratahs in some direction next year. That's true. Gee, there were some great moments in that game last night. My favourite, of course, was Lockie Turner's clearance <laughs> from behind uh, the, the goal line where basically it's one of those miserable nights it's bucketing down and you try to kick the ball and basically miss, have an air swing and the, ball, the ball's rolling along in the end goal. Uh, it was cleared up, uh, thankfully, for him. Yeah. But it, did, did you boys love it? If you look out a window now and there's kids who are probably going to have to have a game of footy today and they're looking out the window and they're eight years old and they're thinking, yeah, it's raining. This is going to be great fun. Does it get to a point in your career when you look out the window and it's bucking down and you go, oh, can I just stay inside? I reckon it's, it's only the kids who are about from under 11 down. They look out the window and see the mud and the rain. Yeah. Oh, how good. How far can we slide today? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You're right. It gets to a point. I remember, uh, Timmy, remember that trip we went on in uh, to Canada? I can't remember what year it was. And we played against the Canadian A team, I think it was. The, these guys played the test match on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I, I was rooming with Rod McCall, and he opened up the curtains, and it was it was snowing sleet <laughs> the whole day. It was about two degrees, and he just laughed. I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> great, you know? And you're right. And you just, you've got to layer up, and it's yeah. just so cold. You can't do anything. I remember trying to talk, you know, trying to talk to Scott Bowen, who was the, the number 10, cut to you, just going, cut to, cut. My cheeks were that numb. I couldn't talk. Ah, oh, the days. Those are the days. Well, that, of course, uh, Tommy Carter, th- three tries last night, uh, was great, which is the, the bummer, I think, was might have been Lockie Turner again, who spoiled uh, his post-try celebration, <laughs> the third try, because I think uh, Tom had something special planned. He does a little, a little wipe of the face. Uh, and Does that come from somewhere specific? I think, it, I think it's a Dwayne Bravo uh, take. Uh, Dwayne Bravo, the, the West Indian quick. Yes. I think it's a case of, you know, the ball's gone so pa- past you so quick you can't yeah, see you it. Like, it. Give me a towel or something. Right. Uh, Tommy must be in slow motion when he does it. I don't know. But he scored one. He scored two. He kicked the ball into the grandstand. He scored his third. I think Lockie Turner tried to get another stat, a tackling stat, because it was the best hit he did all night on Tommy. Well, well, they're all trying for these try celebrations at the moment. It amazes me because 
you, you know, you saw Digby Ioane and what he did a few yeah. weeks ago when he sort of did the turtle or the, the, the spin, whatever Brilliant. it was called. And then you saw Rory Sidey as well last night. His first try for the Western Force. He was, you know, phoning home on the ball. Oh, uh, really? they, they must spend time. We, we used to actually spend time in fit, you know, fitness sessions and at training, but they must spend time <laughs> at training actually rehearsing these. Is yeah. it an a- allocated half an hour perhaps where, yeah. they, where they say, yeah. hey, go, let, let's go post-try? Well, that's right. There's, I think it's a European soccer team. They're all over YouTube. They do that. They have their, you know, their celebration after a goal. Yeah. And, and, you know, get millions of hits on it. Yeah, it was a good performance from the Waratahs, wasn't it? it they was. uh, Obviously, they still sit at, in just in seventh mm. position at the moment, still though, so they're just outside of the sixth, the Waratahs. And your results didn't quite go for them in terms of being able to leapfrog yeah, uh, the, last night. Uh, the, the draw uh, with the Sharks certainly put them out, and then obviously the Bulls had that uh, great win over the Stormers, and we'll get to that in, in, in a little minute. You want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. Gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show uh, retiring from the game uh, at the end of this season, hopefully with a couple more uh, jerseys, wallop, gold jerseys. He's, of course, Al Baxter. Al, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Tony. My pleasure. Mate, uh, look, before we get to the rugby and obviously the game last night, uh, uh, I did, we did play on the news when you announced your retirement uh, during the week on Channel 7. I played some of the highlights uh, of your, your stellar career, including you're, you're a guy who does like to... Uh, the milestone games are very important for you. For example, you scored your first try for the Wallabies uh, in your 50th Test match, uh, and it was a... Honestly, it must have been 30, 40 metres you were standing up <laughs> on the left wing from memory <laughs> for some bizarre reason. And your first and only try so far for the Waratahs in your 100th game uh, for the Waratahs. Now, that one, talk us through that try because I reckon you moved all of eight centimetres. Would that be true? <laughs> <laughs> I actually got asked the other day when I actually was the first man to go backwards to score a try to the rugby. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, see, I like to think of it as more of a, a run down the field, a chip and chase, a bit of a swerve, a step, a fend, and then, uh, and then going over the line amongst all the defenders. Yeah, that's what you like <laughs> no, to think of it. It, it, it wasn't pretty, but it, uh, it certainly did the job. Hey, Al, Tim here. It, it must be pleasing for you to know now where the finish line is. You can actually see the finish line when you've made your, your call to retire. Has it been easier for you to make the call because you've actually got a, a degree and you've been in architecture for a couple of years now? Yeah, definitely. It takes all the uncertainty out of it. And also, look, I've got a great employer who actually wants me back and has got some pretty amazing sports projects that they want me on. So it uh, gives me something really to look forward to as well, something to sink the teeth into afterwards. So I sort of don't have to hang on and, and wait before my body fails or, or I'm not selected before I have to give it away, which is just really nice to have. But so, I suppose the trick is, and Berkey, when you and I sort of retired, you've got to try and make that call a year early rather than a year late. Yeah, definitely, especially the position I'm in. Like the, the body can really take a turn for the worse pretty quickly. And um, it was both with form and, but more importantly, with health. I wanted to make sure that um, I could still run around with the kids in 10 years as opposed to being a basket case in 12 months' time. <laughs> Super, talk, talk, talk us through your debut. Uh, 2000 against the uh, Bulls up in Loftus, Versfield. Who was the bloke you propped against? <laughs> it was big old Durant. Oh. Uh, how, how was the how was the response when you got out there? Yeah, well, he uh, wasn't very kind to me, but no, it was uh, it was great actually. I had so much adrenaline running through the system. I think I did all right that day, and uh, I remember it because it was a something great thunderstorm um, during the match, and I nearly got caught off beforehand. I think actually you were taking a kick a kick for penalty or kick for Correct. conversion, and a. Uh, 
and a bolt of lightning hit the back of the stand and uh, you had a bit of a flinch, but the funny thing is watching the ref behind you almost hit the ground in fright. <laughs> I, th- I, think, uh, I think everyone lost a few body functions there. <laughs> For our listeners who don't know, Oz Durant was about 148 kg, so pretty hard to move. Hey, Al, what about um, for the Wallabies? You, you're the most capped um, front rower for the, for the Wallabies. What's been some of the memorable moments you've had uh, playing in the gold jersey? Oh, look, obviously your debut is a special one when you first get handed that that jersey. But look, I think I think the other couple is, is two World Cups, and, and especially the first one in '03 where we uh, made it to the final against England in that English game. We went to extra time, and, and unfortunately, Johnny knocked us out on the night. But um, it was just an unbelievable feeling having the whole country behind us, and it was uh, yeah, extraordinary to play a World Cup final in my home city, in my home, in my country. Speaking of World Cups, there is another one coming up uh, this year. Now, like the, the good boy who calls the, uh, the father of the prospective bride, you called Robbie Deans before making the announcement. Uh, did you just, you just put your hand up and said, look, mate, I'm still here. I still fit into that jersey if I'm in the plans? <laughs> Generally, yes, but, uh, but uh, I got a very dead bat response, unfortunately. So lots of congratulations about <laughs> you... the career and thanking me for telling him about that. But uh, no clues on selection, unfortunately. You didn't have to reintroduce yourself to him, did you, over the phone? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Remember me? <Yeah. laughs> there hey, is a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Al, you're, um, you're retiring at the end of the year, and it's a, it's a special occasion when you do finish up, knowing that you don't have to go to training again. It's just outstanding. There's a rumour that the boys said you put in for a second-hand scrum machine in the backyard. Is that right? <laughs> Just to keep, just to keep it going. Early, don't I? I've got three boys, so it's the front right. So <laughs> we can start some front row stuff. Uh, yeah, as soon as I finish up. <laughs> well, it is great that you what you have done, not just in rugby. It, I don't think there'd be many front row forwards in uh, rugby, rugby league that could walk into a footy stadium like you can at Amy Park and say you've had a hand in its uh, design, which is a brilliant thing. I think single-handedly put that stadium together. When you, in terms of architecture, Al, did you have when you were you know growing up? Usually, it's it's television that plays a big part in our career choices. Was I don't know, was it Mike Brady in the Brady Bunch? Was it Mr. <laughs> Kelly in uh, Hey Dad? What was it that you know made the architecture? That's the path for me. Oh, I think it was Hey Dad that really set me on the path. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I was a uh, kid at school who was uh, good at physics and maths, but also good at art, and I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do. And just uh, end of year 11, uh, one of my teachers, an art teacher, actually came up and said, oh, look, you're, you're not good enough to become an artist, and I don't think you're good enough to become an engineer, so why don't you combine the two and... Uh, tried architecture and I, I gave it a look and uh, it was something that really interested me and uh, yeah, it's been sort of great ever since. Um, and Al, before we touch on a bit, a bit of rugby, just getting staying with this theme for a little while, do you think now um, these days the players are taking a bit more responsibility um, whilst they're playing the game about what they're going to do when they do finish playing, like a bit, a bit of study externally and actually getting some work experience before they actually finish playing the game? Yeah, definitely. Look, I can't speak for other states, but I know in the Waratahs we have 90% of the guys um, either doing part-time work or um, doing further study, and it's become a real emphasis because it's look, it's so important, but also stress from the end of your career. When you hit the end of career and you don't know where you're going to go, guys, guys get a bit stressed and it doesn't really help me. So it's um, been really encouraged at the Waratahs, and now we've got most of the... Uh, most of the group doing something, which is just really, really good for, for them, but also for the game. 
All right, well, a stellar career, post-career coming up for this man. Al Baxter, it's always such a great pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much. Congratulations on the decision, and uh, let's hope you go out with uh, a finals appearance, at least for the Waratahs uh, in the Super Rugby. Thanks for joining us on The Rock, mate. My pleasure, guys. See you. Here goes Al Baxter from the Waratahs and the Wallabies. This is The Ruck. You want rugby? Listen to The Ruck. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Matt Burke, you look you look a little bit uh, proppy. Is that the word when you're walking in this morning? Uh, I think that'll be the word. Um, uh, I needed some crutches, I think, yeah. after uh, Friday. Why so sore? Why so sore? I did three hours of kicking on Friday. Uh, we did a we did a little thing with EA Sports. Tim Cahill's in in town, mm. um, promoting uh, the FIFA 2012, and and uh, myself, Andrew Johns, Paul Ruse went down to a field, and yes. and with. Tim Cahill, and we, and we basically did some skills for an, an, uh, about three hours. Yeah. Uh, he, he's outstanding. He yeah. just kicks the ball left foot, right foot, and, and kills it. Well, a, a, as you might uh, know, Andrew Johns did mention this mm. on Friday. Joey did. And, uh, look, and Joey's never one to talk himself up. <laughs> much. But he's very much one to talk, up, talk other people down, um, <laughs> including you and your efforts. Can I just play you what he had to say about Please. your kicking in this kicking challenge that happened on Friday? Please. Matt Burke. Must have been his alias Don Burke turned up because he, <laughs> he could kick. Paul Ruse had no idea. He was like he was, you know, those real unco kids who get picked last at school for everything. He was one of those. Yeah, he was more of a defender. Tim really. Kale was pretty good, mm-hmm. but uh, <coughs> someone got the cash. <laughs> someone <laughs> smoked them all. <laughs> there you go. So Don Burke, you, uh, and he said he did very well. Was was he good, Joey? He, he was. Uh, I think it was his low center of gravity that uh, <laughs> that, that kept him. That kept him his balance. He was. Um, we had to hit the crossbar, so the the, the football goalpost. So from yeah. the eighteen yard box on the line there. Yeah. And he had a little, you know, warm up, and it was, you know, all, all the was just it was music off the bar, ting ting ting. Wow. And then we got into the, the the real thing, and then uh, Tim's gone bang bang bang. He's got a couple of row. Then Joe's got a couple, and then I, I fainted on the first round. Wow. Then Rusey hit in his first one, the second one. I still fainted in my second round. I walked off, shoulders gone. I was, I was a mess. I stayed there an hour afterwards, just practicing, like just going to the <laughs> south spot. Too late. Too, it was gone. Too late. Had a Tim Berkey had a Tim Cahill go. Did every time he hit the cross, but did he have to run across to the corner corner post, yeah, corner flag, yeah, and start yeah, boxing? Yeah. With, he, he would have been pretty tired by the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, you know, we, and then we went to the goalpost, and we went to the rugby goalpost, and we and we decided to go through the posts uh, for one point. Uh, uprights were two points, crossbar was three points, and there were some flags at the top. Mm-hmm. They were worth ten. So if you got that, outstanding. But he went, he went left post, right post, crossbar over, uh, right to left, left to right, swinging the ball. Then he put the football. Then he went to soccer ball. It was quite incredible what he did. You know, really? it just it was basically just put it down and kick it. Where do you want it? The only thing he didn't do was hit the flag on the top. And by the way, Joey, <coughs> I got the top one. So thanks you, hit very much. The, you hit the flag at the top. I wasn't aiming for it, but I got it. And now you're, you're a little bit sore. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So you are very sore. I can relate I to being so sore. sore now. Yeah, man, my agent, if I do, I, I used to play in an indoor career team, and one of our, our players actually put his back out washing his face before the game. <laughs> that's the kind of level of fitness there was. Timmy, do you still get out and about and, uh, you know, kick a football and do those sorts of things? Oh, with my young fellow, my 14 year old, uh, we get out uh, most Sunday afternoons, we go down to the park and have a bit of a kick and yeah, it takes me uh, until about the Friday afternoon to feel right again. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, oh, course, great. They, they, they were doing a bit of filming as well and the, and the producer's gone, let's have a little bit of a break and we, and we sort of stood there for five minutes. It was starting to get, Friday morning was great and then it started to sort of close in a bit and I sort of went over to the bloke and said, <clears throat> mate, you've got three old blokes here who are, strings are getting shorter and shorter. Can we keep going? And, uh, and then Tim's gone, mate, don't worry about the old blokes. I'm part of that crew as well. But 
as Joey said, Ruzia was outstanding. He, he, he was running with bent knees. His hamstrings were that tight. You know? <laughs> and then he gave up at the end. He said, I've got to hold myself to the AFL kick, and that was it. So it was, it was done. <laughs> There's nothing better than seeing ex-champions <laughs> disgrace themselves on a sporting field. You want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. And the game we want to look at right now, Tim, you were there. It was a lot closer than the Reds would have hoped. They got away with it 24-21 over the force in Perth. Yeah, they got out of jail, the Reds. The Western Force were outstanding. And they were, uh, the, the two tries that the, the Reds scored, Just uh, one was just before halftime. So Quade Cooper intercept. He ran 75 metres and scored. And then Scott Higginbotham um, got a try. The ball came straight through the uh, the centre of the scrum and he picked it up and, and ran 25 metres untouched and scored in the corner. And Quade Cooper converted both of those, so 14 points. And they probably shouldn't have had any points, the Reds, but the way that the Western Force were playing, their back row was superb. And it was quite similar um, to the way that the Western Force played the Reds in the round one of Super Rugby all those weeks ago. And the Reds scored with two minutes to go in that round one and won 21-20. But last night, 24 24- 21 to the Reds and the Western Force, you know, had a lot to play for because Robbie Deans, the Wallaby coach, was there and it was, it was a trial game really for the Wallabies in a couple of positions. But um, Adam, Adam Wallace Harrison um, stole a line out with two minutes to go right on the line of the Western Force and Quade Cooper threw an amazing cutout pass and, and uh, Don Shipley scored in the corner. So uh, get out of jail card again. Nathan Sharp uh, rolled his ankle. I don't know what the latest with him this morning. Uh, obviously, he'd be a little bit of a concern, you'd imagine. We came yeah, awkwardly think, on a on a lineup, Timmy, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. So uh, he's probably a couple of weeks there. Nathan Sharp. He, he's going to be probably one of the first picked in the mm. uh, in the second row for the Wallabies. He's he's been playing superb rugby and uh, it, Quade Cooper kicked the three conversions and and I, I think that's where the Western Force struggled. James O'Connor, as good as a player as he is, and he's kicked superbly all year, missed a couple of probably reasonably easy kicks for uh, for goals conversion wise. So a great game. It was sold out. Twenty thousand people. They get a a massive crowd there. Uh, at the Western Force, there's plenty of followers. Can I just explain to me, on, to the listeners out there, about the goal-kicking part of it? And, and when people say, um, say you lose a game by a couple of points and, they, and you missed two penalty goals, and people say, oh, you, you would have won by the, the three points. It's, it's three, say, say you miss three goals, it's three opportunities at three points. It's not nine points all up. Yep. That's, that's the difference. But when you, when you miss your conversions, they're, they're three points, basically. So you turn your five into seven. Yep. And they missed six points last night, Timmy, as you were saying. And that would have changed the game for uh, for the Reds, and they weren't uh, for the Force, I should say, and they weren't overly hard kicked. Well, especially uh, try one and two, three was on the sideline, but you still got to be able to kick those goals to give you, you know, turn your, as I said, your fives into sevens. Yeah, and why it's a really important win for the Queensland Reds is because last week, obviously, they've got beaten by the Brumbies, and that win um, last night is probably going to potentially be worth about 900000 to a $1 million for Queensland rugby because they are in debt. Uh, the Australian Rugby Union has given them a hand and they're, they're looking to get out of, out of this debt within the next 6 to 12 months. And a home semi-final to make that sort of money is really important. So for the Queensland Reds to be any chance of winning this competition, they have to finish top of the table. They're 62 points. The Stormers at the moment are, are 58 points. So... Um, there's still a chance they'll be knocked off the top as they play the Chiefs on next weekend. Can I just say, though, the force, they've been impressive this year. Mm. You, you mentioned the big crowd over there in, yep. in Perth, but they have been an impressive footy side in, on many occasions, haven't they, this season? 
Yeah, the coach, Richard Graham, um, a Queenslander. Um, it's, uh, they've got plenty of Queenslanders <laughs> yeah, over there. They've got uh, yeah, Nick Styles as well, who's <laughs> the assistant coach. So, but yeah, Richard Graham's done a, a great job. They probably should have won. I was going through it last night. They probably should have won easily another four games, yeah. and they would have been close to the top six. So uh, they've got certainly got a lot of, a lot of um, players there to build from. Sam Wykes, the second row, has been a, a great find as well. So uh, most importantly, they have to keep James O'Connor. He hasn't agreed to put pen to paper yet. Apparently he's going to take a one-year deal with the Western Force, but to have James O'Connor leave, he scores 60% of their points every game. And the Brumbies, of course, beat the Rebels. The Brumbies have been running into a bit of form in the past well, last couple of games, and they now, the Waratahs, take them on in a crucial game next week. Wouldn't that be uh, a, a, a massive downer for the Waratahs that, that they can't put a game together all year, and yeah. all of a sudden the last three weeks they sort of spark it up? But... The Brumbies have played well. They're in Matt Guido, last game down in Canberra, he's yep. off to France. Uh, they, the combinations that they've that they've that they have started to work the other night. Yeah. And some of the feet by these young blokes, um, just quite amazing. Uh, the way they the way they're scoring the try. Uh, Christian Lilifano scoring, and then Tyrone Smith scoring the try as well. Just unstoppable in in some cases. So yeah, roll on a week's time. Waratahs be very wary. Yeah, I think there was a great, great performance from the Brummies and two two games in a row. And um, to send off Matt Giddo, Mitchell Chapman, Mark Chisholm, Adam Ashley Cooper, that they are losing a lot of players. And then also, which I'm sure we'll talk about next week, um, whether Rocky Elson is going to leave the Brummies, which it looks like he's going to, and whether the Waratahs will pick him up. And the Waratahs, I read something uh, the other day, Berkey, about Ben Moen being shown the door. Like Ben Moen, for mine was probably a future leader, if not next mm. next year, a, a p- p- potential captain for the Waratahs. Yeah, I, I don't know the direction that, that they're going there. It's um, it's certainly, well, they don't know about the coach at the moment as well. That's that's the, the, the biggest thing. So you've got to know who he's coaching to be able to sign blokes. Let's, let's throw a hypothetical at you as well. Adam Ashley Cooper going to the Waratahs next year, um, playing the Brumbies, uh, obviously with the Brumbies next week, yeah. try line open. Um, <clears throat> Ching-ching or not? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I did love the, uh, just finally, Matt Guido, that last game for him in uh, in Canberra. Scoring those tries when there's a penalty and the opposition captain is arguing with the referee. That as to, great, then he takes the tap and run over and score just to rub the salt in the wound. Love it's it, just, it's just like It's just like in the schoolyard, isn't it? When yeah. someone's got something in their lunchbox that yeah. you don't have, <laughs> yeah. they're saying, look at that over there. And bang, it's gone. It's gone. You want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show. Yes, indeed. Time once more for us to offer our service, which is just to let you know a little bit about the country. We've already done uh, the uh, franchises of the Super Rugby. We've decided, given that it is World Cup year, uh, there are some nations that you may not know too much about who will be contesting the World Cup. And today I thought we'd take you to... Hmm. Very happy with this. Let's take you to the beautiful deserty land of Namibia. Yes, Namibia, with the beautiful Atlantic Ocean on the western shore, the beautiful diamond-filled Botswana at its northeast, and absolutely nothing in the middle. Yes, Namibia, the second least densely populated country on the planet. There's a stat for you. No one wants to live there. The only place people want to be less is Mongolia. (laughs) Tourists do, of course, flock to Namibia and its famed Kalahari Desert. After all, there are 300 days of sunshine a year in Namibia. Again, a great stat. When you're in Namibia, why not visit the capital, Windhoek? 
There's bugger all else to do, so why wouldn't you? Namibia will be pooled with South Africa, Fiji, Samoa and Wales in the World Cup. Their record in rugby is impressive. In fact, Namibian, Namibian rugby is the holder of several world records. For example, <laughs> they've had the most points scored against them in a game, losing to Australia 142-0. They had the most tries conceded, 22 is also a terrific record. No wonder the national anthem is called Land of the Brave, ladies and gentlemen. It goes a little bit like this. That is stirring, isn't it? It's outstanding. Yeah. Well, they're asleep. Yeah, they're, yeah. Well, obviously, they were asleep when they got beaten 142-0. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. They've got a pretty good soccer team. Have you, have you boys uh, done Namibia? I, I have, I have. I, when we lost um, the World Cup in '95, mm-hmm. uh, the quarterfinal, I actually went through Namibia and Botswana for a bit of a uh, a bit of a tour, yeah. and I actually stayed at the Kalahari Sands Hotel, which is like the Birdsville Hotel equivalent wow. uh, um, in Namibia. Cool. And I actually went to Windhoek and had a hamburger. A Windhoek hamburger. Yeah, and, yeah, and a beer? Sure. Did you have a, did you have a Windhoek beer as well? <laughs> no, no, just the hamburger. I'm not sure what was, what the meat was though. But exactly. Whether it was. Build a beast or Springbok or something, jumping hair. We played in that game in that 142. I played in that game in the 142 nil game. I was on the reserve bench and blokes were scoring tries left, right, and centre. I think uh, Chris Latham scored four that day, uh, a lot of the carry three. I came on with about um, 30 to go and uh, and all I did was just pass the ball to blokes to score tries. I thought, no way, I'm getting on the, I'm getting on the score sheet here. And I did, I nearly butchered a try, a, a dead set certainty. It was catch, pass, score, and I wrestled my way over. And the coach was Eddie Jones. He came up and said, mate, lucky you scored that try. Yeah. <laughs> I went, Thanks very much. Thank you. Beautiful Namibia, part of World Cup 2011. You want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. We do have, sadly, to wrap it up. Timmy, let me go to you. And just if you can get the crystal ball out, next week it is the final round of Super 15. Uh, All the machinations, what is going to happen? What's the key? Yeah, it's been superb, hasn't it? From Super 14 to Super 15, extra games, a longer season. Um, next week, the Blues play the Highlanders, and the Blues will play them at home in Auckland. The Rebels against the Force. Uh, the Chiefs, a big game over in Hamilton yep. against the Reds. The Crusaders play the Hurricanes. That's a home game for the Crusaders, and they're actually playing it in Wellington because if you remember, it was a um, they didn't play the game in, I think it was round two or three because of the earthquake um, early in the season. Yep. And the Tars play the Brumbies. That'll be a massive match for the Tars to try and make the six. They're seventh at the moment on 52 points. And then another big game in South Africa, the Bulls up against the Sharks and the Cheetahs up against the Stormers as well. So uh, you'd think the Reds are close to finishing um, on top. The Crusaders or the Stormers second or third maybe. Then the Blues, Bulls and Tars. So it's going to be pretty tight and it's great that the uh, the competition's still wide open with one match to go. Don't forget the Lions. They've got the bye. They're already on Mad, <laughs> mad <laughs> Month perhaps. Exactly. <laughs> Any other rugby to speak of? Yeah, the, the, in Sydney anyhow, the, the Junior State Championships are happening at the moment. So uh, you know the Eastwoods, the Ramics, all the Junior Clubs so are, are playing. Uh, they play the Saturday, obviously today, and the finals are on at TJ Miller tomorrow. So good luck to all those boys. Also, we shouldn't forget also the Australian under-20s team with David Nusifora's coaches uh, over in Italy playing. They won their first game against Tonga. So there's another couple of weeks to go for the boys. Everywhere you look, there is rugby, rugby to talk about. Get out, enjoy the footy. We'll catch up with you next week on The Ruck. See ya. You want rugby? Listen to The Ruck. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.